For whatever reason, our computer reset itself for 2021, <laughs> which means everything, you know, every, the whole service is run off of a computer nowadays. So, uh, so we're going to do a 2021 service. You guys feel younger? <laughs> oh, I don't know what to tell you. It's crazy. But anyway, and then it started raining and all that kind of stuff. So a little later on, we'll uh, introduce to you uh, Taylor and Maddie. We're glad to have them here. And uh, so this is, uh, we're bringing them in as a possible Pastor Andrew. So uh, you'll have a chance to meet them this morning. Quite honestly, they fly out, or Taylor flies out, go back to uh, Pensacola where he's finishing up his master's. We'll do that in just a little bit. And uh, do we have announcements up there, or am I just making them up on the fly? They're there. Okay, welcome, guests. Uh, if you... Uh, if you uh, are visiting for the first time, if you'd stop by the Welcome Center, we have a gift for you. We'd love to do that. If you're visiting online for the first time, uh, use that QR code to scan yourself in. Let us know that you're out there. It always is an encouragement to us to uh, know that you're there. And uh, then... <laughs> like I said, I'm doing it on the fly. While you're doing that, I'll uh, talk about this one. The Hope class, this is Brother Chuck's class. Uh, is having a Christmas pitch-in dinner on Sunday, December 10th, after the morning service in the fellowship hall, so uh, you can be ready for that as well. Blankets for the nursing home uh, can be dropped off out there. I think we're getting a lot of those in. Are we just about there? Do we know? I don't see anybody over there. So anyway, so uh, we're trying to get about 50-plus blankets for the nursing home, and you guys have been bringing them in like crazy, so we're talking about throws. Uh, that would be fantastic. December 17th is the deadline for that. This coming Saturday is Christmas in Wanamaker. Uh, we have the schedule out there for those who are helping out with the booths. Uh, with the booth, if you can make sure that you're there for that, that would be great. Uh, tomorrow, I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday, we're putting together the, uh, the packets for handouts. That's at, at noon each of those days, Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you can be here to help, that would be fantastic. Tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning, uh, if you can be available to help us load up some straw, uh, we would like to uh, get some help with that. I don't know who could be here for, <coughs> for that. Excuse me. <coughs> I've been struggling all week. I keep saying I'm fighting a cold, but I'm now to the place where I'm just say I've lost that battle. Uh, I'm not fighting anymore. It's fighting me. But anyway, I'll stay away from you if you want me to. Then Jesus came. <coughs> December 17th is then Jesus came. It's our cantatas in the uh, evening service that night. So make sure that you uh, mark that calendar, bring people to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, be a part of that cantata. Whew. Sorry about that. <clears throat> and our missionaries of the week of the Sandals in Germany says on August 27th, we had planned a baptism in the Elba River. That, <coughs> I should have brought some, uh, thank you. So sad, I should have brought some water but somebody else did. You're good, Robert. I don't care what anybody else says. <clears throat> that entire week, we had rain and storms that were in the forecast. Then we remembered that we, we have now a portable baptistry. So Joel spent several hours that, uh, the day before setting it up for the first time, filling it up. Unfortunately, we had no hot water due to the problems in the building. So our first baptism in this pool, which is still no doubt warmer than the river, uh, so we praise the Lord for Benjamin's obedience in this area. So that was exciting. Also, uh, he, uh, he's a 15-year-old that uh, followed the Lord in baptism. That's exciting. 
And then we have a Brazilian lady in our church. Now, they're in Germany. We have a Brazilian lady in our church. She moved here two years ago, married a man who lived here near the church who claimed to be born again. <clears throat> Kai and Viviani, both in their late 40s, came to church regularly until a few months ago when Kai quit coming. Then he said he wasn't a believer. Uh, then there were many problems in their relationship. They're both uh, communicating in a second language with each other. So please pray as we strive to help Viviani through this difficult time in her marriage as well. So a lot of things happening. Then, of course, they have uh, Christmas events coming up as they have a village festival uh, on the 9th of December, Christmas Eve service on the 24th, uh, New Year's Eve service on the 31st. So uh, pray for all of those things as the Sandals work in Germany. Okay, let's uh, have the men come forward. We'll take up our tithes and offerings. If you'll bear with us as we kind of work through the computer issues, we'll, uh, we'll get there, I promise. It's, remember the old days when we didn't have computers? <clears throat> so we'll just have to see what that's like. Brother Dan, would you ask God's blessing? We do thank you for this day you've given us to come worship you. We thank you for the rain that God nourishes the earth. I pray that you will accept these tithes and offerings and use them for your good works. In Christ's name, amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Miss Anita. All right, so when I was making the slides for this, this week, I was not thinking Christmas, okay? So we're not going to sing any Christmas songs, but two of the specials are Christmas. So that's a good combo. Next week we'll go into Christmas. But we're going to sing this morning about praising the Lord uh, as, we, as we go about our week. So go ahead and sing with me. We're going to sing three verses of Praise Him, Praise Him. <clears throat> praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed
be seated. To those of the congregation who are able, please stand for the reading of God's scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not the subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors. We are debtors. Not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For if ye have not received the spirit of bondage, for, sorry, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, 
whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. This is the word of the Lord. Let it prosper where it may be sent. You may be seated. So I'm going to invite uh, Taylor and Maddie to come up here. So Taylor is studying uh, for ministry at Bob, I'm Bob Jones, sorry about that, Pensacola. And uh, he's going to be getting his master's in May. Uh, I met him down there this September when I spoke down there and uh, had a chance to chat with him about the possibility of uh, coming here to minister in Pastor Andrew's place. So He's here to uh, do a meet and greet for everybody, get to know us a little bit, and us get to know him. And uh, they're getting married uh, three weeks from yesterday. Uh, they'll be getting married, so if you have any marriage advice for them, I'm sure that uh, they'll be taking notes like crazy. Maybe not, I don't know. But anyway, um, I've asked them just to share a salvation testimony and whatever else the Lord might lay on their hearts, and then uh, you'll have a chance to uh, speak to them after the service. They're flying out of... Uh, Taylor's flying out this afternoon to go back to school, so we can finish up down there. Uh, so you know, they're from around here. Uh, Taylor lives over in the Martinsville, Mooresville area, and uh, goes to church at Good Shepherd Baptist Church in Mooresville. Uh, Maddie lives, I don't know where she lives exactly, you live in Avon? Also lives in Avon, uh, but goes to a church at Cross Point uh, Baptist over in Avon. And uh, so you might... Uh, might possibly have seen them around at some point. I don't know. But anyway, they're going to introduce themselves. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. My name is Taylor Woods. And again, like Pastor John said, I grew up in Indiana. I kind of joke with people. I sometimes say I started going to church nine months before I was born. I kind of joke with people about that. And he also said, you can come and bring us marriage advice. We are getting married in three weeks. And you almost don't even have to ask people to give you advice. They just give it either way. <laughs> but um, so I grew up in church my entire life. Uh, both my parents were saved. I grew up in a Christian home, and that is a blessing I do not take for granted. Um, having worked with teens just growing up and going through college, I mean, it is a huge blessing. Um, Maddie's the exact same way. Um, but I went to Christian school. I went to Tabernacle Christian School in Martinsville after my mom finally waved the white flag at homeschooling. So she said, I can't do it anymore. Sent me to Christian school. Um, and really through those first couple years in a Christian school, um, I got some great Bible teaching, went to camp um, in junior high, went out of state to a camp in Illinois. And that whole week, the theme was taking the torch, taking the torch, kind of going off that theme of Elijah and Elisha and taking that mantle of the next generation. And I was thinking about it and I'm, and I'm like, man, that's, yeah, that sounds good. That's really good. It got to the end of the week, and I'm kind of thinking about, man, I, maybe God wants me for ministry. You know, I've been pushing that off. Maybe God wants me specifically to go into ministry. So I've been dealing with that. And that next year, I really have been praying about it, thinking about it that whole next year. And that next year, I went to that exact same camp and finally committed and said, okay, God, I, I know you want me to go into ministry. That's what I'm going to do. And then going into high school, going through different camps, and then finally getting that burden, you know, maybe it's teens. Maybe that's exactly where he wants me. And prayed about it more. Some more was able to confirm that, you know, it's teens. That's where he wants me to be. So finally got into those college years, got all these different classes, and it's just confirmed it all the way. There's never been a moment, again, college students are always, like, changing their majors, that kind of thing. There's not a single doubt through college where I was, oh, maybe he wants me to not be in ministry. No, it has been 
in my heart, any chance I've gotten to speak to teenagers, it has just confirmed it even more. Um, I have a huge heart for teenagers. Um, and I got toward graduation when I was in college at Pensacola, and I hadn't met anybody yet. And I was kind of, man, how does God want me to be a youth pastor if he's not going to give me a wife? You know, how am I supposed to do that? You know, that's just, it's, everybody knows you have to have a wife to be a youth pastor. So I was going through that kind of thing, and I was getting ready to graduate, and I had some teachers say, you know, maybe you should go to seminary. Maybe God wants you to go to seminary. Maybe that's why he hasn't given you a wife yet. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I, I just went through four years of school. I don't want to go through two more. So I finally, I prayed about it. And again, you have all these different people who are a lot wiser than me. They've been through school. They went through seminary and said, man, it's seminary is awesome. You will learn way more in seminary than you do in undergrad. So I finally committed that. I said, okay, God, I, I don't want to, but I'm going to come back for seminary. And really not even a month later, God brought Maddie into my life and we're getting married in a couple weeks. I'm super, super excited. I think, again, when you talk about someone, oh, they complete me. I cannot say that enough about Maddie. She is the better half for sure. Um, so I think she has her testimony as well, but thank you for having us. Um, like he said, I am Maddie. I um, grew up in Avon. I also grew up in a Christian home. My grandpa was my pastor for the first several years of my life. And um, I'm very grateful for my Christian home that I grew up in, a lot of godly heritage. My other grandpa is also a pastor, and I grew up with all of that. Um, I made a profession of faith when I was younger, but it was never something that I took personally and made it real in my life um, until I went to um, camp in seventh grade. And I knew from going to other years of camp that um, counselors like to have one-on-one -on -one conversations. And I had kind of built up this speech every year of, I got saved when I was younger. This is what happened. And I said it every year. And I knew in my heart that I was not truly saved. It was words that I was saying, but it was never an act that God did in my heart. And so I went into that one-on-one -on -one, um, conversation in seventh grade. And God had been really working in my heart. The weeks leading up to camp, it was, I was almost nervous for this conversation because I was tired of lying about it. And my counselor pulled me over, and we started talking, and she asked me my salvation testimony, and I broke into tears. And I just shared with her that I knew that I needed to be saved and that I hadn't been. Um, and it was a burden, because for 12 years of my life, I had been lying to people and being, you know, in the pastor's family, not my parents, but my grandparents. There's all those, you know, expectations, and I felt bad. And, but as soon as I accepted Christ into my heart, I was relieved. There was this peace that I cannot explain and all this joy from finally accepting Christ into my heart. Um, so going through junior high, high school, there was a lot of learning experiences. There was a lot of growing, a lot of um, spiritual talks with people, just trying to learn how to really study my Bible and follow God's will. Um, in 10th grade, we had a missions conference, and I was sitting in the front row with my, some of my friends, which was kind of unusual for me. And um, the whole message was on surrender and surrender to ministry. And I knew that I had wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be in ministry in some way or another. But that message, God really spoke to me about being in like church ministry. And as a girl, that obviously doesn't mean pastor or missionary like on my own, which it could missionary. But anyway, um, and I knew I wanted to be in some kind of ministry. Um, so I went to college. I was studying to be a teacher. I met Taylor towards the end of his senior year, which was my freshman year. And um, I knew he was signed to be a, a youth pastor, and I was really, really excited about that. Finally, if we get married, I will be in ministry. And when we got more serious, I ended up changing my major to be a two-year. So I, I'm still teaching and doing preschool, but not L-Ed anymore. Um, and we're really excited about wherever the Lord will lead us, hopefully maybe here. And, but I'm really thankful for Taylor and the spiritual leadership that he's had in my life um, and just all the different um, people that have helped us along the way. And I'm very thankful for 
um, for, for by church. So I realized I gave my calling part of my testimony. I had not given my salvation part of my testimony, so I should probably put that in there before I step away. So again, like I mentioned, I grew up in a Christian home, and when I was about six years old, my parents are very involved in the music ministry. And during one of the Christmas cantatas, my pastor, uh, Pastor Brandon C. Standing Good Shepherd in Mooresville, would always get up and he would give a small challenge. He would give the he would present the gospel at the end of the cantata. So you would hear all this great music at the very end. He would come up, give a gospel presentation. And I'm sitting in the back with my grandpa because my parents were both up there um, playing piano, running sound, that kind of thing. And I just leaned over to my grandpa. I said, Grandpa, I don't think I've ever done that. And he took me to the pastor. And again, I grew up with my pastor's son. So again, we were very close. And he kind of just showed me through scripture, said, you know, this is what the Bible says. Um, he says, you know, Christ died on the cross for you. This is what you're able to, this is how you can know you can be saved. And again, I just accepted Christ as my Savior that day um, from the time I was six years old. And God ended up calling me into ministry when I was 13, junior high. This so was a couple years later. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that in there because I was like, man, if I don't put that in there, they're just going to think, oh, he's just, no. So thank you for having us, though. I think Pastor Ray's coming back up. I wasn't going to deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> Shame you into sharing it. It's all right. I'm going to get myself out of the way here today. So a uh, couple things. Uh, I forgot to mention that Darren Smith lost his dad this week, if you did not know that, in Colorado. So if you would pray for Darren and Gail and, and uh, the family as they're uh, out there. Tomorrow is the memorial service. They're going to actually have a burial service later on uh, because of other reasons. And uh, then just pray. So Miss Judy's brother fell out here, I guess, uh, dropping Miss Judy off. And so... Um, kind of messed himself up a little bit. So if you'd uh, pray for him, uh, that would be a great help. And then you may or may not remember this, but Chris Miller, one of our evangelists, uh, he, they're in town every Thanksgiving here because they have family here, and we usually have him preach this Sunday. Lord knew that I was going to need somebody to do that, so he's going to be preaching, and I'm not going to reintroduce you. Who thought you'd have been in the way on the front row, right? They had to move from the front row when the kids' choir was singing because they, they were getting booted out. But anyway... Uh, so whenever it's done, you just come right on up, and I don't need to come back up here, right? That's Brett. You guys know you're kind of scary people when there are there's a lot of you out here, right? So I don't blame you for missing anything here, because it's kind of looking out. I'm looking around like no one's smiling. It's like wow. <laughs> it's like had this look of like I'm just making sure you're saying everything right, all right? Make sure you get to know them. They're here at least for the service this morning. Get to, get to talk to them. Show them you are nice people. All right, so go ahead and sing with me. We're going to sing Wonderful, Merciful Savior. We'll sing all three verses of this. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, uh-huh. 
continue our theme of praise this morning by saying, may Jesus be praised. This was, I think it was a hymn of the month, a, I think a couple years ago, the teens sang it at camp, and uh, the, written by Matt Taylor at the Wilds, and so we're going to sing uh, three verses of this as well. So it's going to be verse 1, verse 2, then the chorus, then verse 3, verse 4, then the chorus, and then verse 5 of the chorus. Or just follow it on the screen, and we'll just sing that, all right? We'll sing all five verses of By Faith. By faith we see the hand of God in the light of creation's grand design, in the light of those
Stewie. And I don't want to sing about myself. So JD's coming back in. We can get this figured out. I don't know Apple products, all right? This is not my forte. So uh, I do PC stuff, all right? All right, we'll, we'll hang out here. Because we've got three more verses. I don't want to miss the verses, all right? We've got to sing these verses as they come up. Who wants to connect to AirPlay? This is the, the code, apparently. <laughs> There's movement. I see movement. If we don't get to fo- finish it, we'll just... Uh, I mean, I can, I can call out the words as we go. Just stop it there. All right, so we have the... I guess you may be seated. All right, we'll sing it again tonight. So you can be seated. We'll have a special this time. Do it down here. Let's take your Bibles now and turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. 
and I hope you uh, had a fantastic and wonderful happy Thanksgiving and I've so enjoyed being able to be here uh, just about every year uh, around this time and uh, I missed your pie and praise, though. That's the only thing I missed on the Tuesday. Uh, it is great to be able to have my, uh, some of my family here. Would you mind standing? This is my wife, Sherry, and this is my youngest son, Jonathan. Get a good look at my wife because several asked, who are you? And uh, they didn't recognize it. <laughs> so this is my wife, Sherry, and my youngest son, Jonathan. And our family met together here uh, and, uh, for Thanksgiving. We're so thankful. And it's good to be able to meet um, the potential ones of... Um, um, Maddie, I forgot your name. Taylor. Taylor. Well, I guess Maddie's the important one because <laughs> she was necessary. Thank you for uh, agreeing to marry him so we wouldn't have to go to seminary. And uh, it's pretty much what I, I figured out there. Uh, but it is great to be able to be here and uh, so thankful for the opportunity. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. Let's stand if you're able to uh, out of respect of God's word as we read two verses. And... Um, what a, what a joy already it's been to be in uh, to these, these services and the Sunday school hour. And uh, let's just take what the Lord would have for us today. And I believe with all my heart, this is exactly what God would have. Look at these two verses, Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. The Bible says this, <clears throat> by him, that's by the Lord Jesus in context of what this chapter is talking about and all of what Hebrews is talking about. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The title of the message this morning is The Sacrifice of Praise. The Sacrifice of Praise. Let's pray, and then we'll be seated. Father, thank you for helping us thus far. Lord, we know that the songs or the screens and those type of things haven't gone perfectly, but Lord, we know that you are perfect and that you have us here for this reason and this appointed hour and this very specific passage. So Lord, I pray, would you quicken us right now? Fill me with the Spirit. I pray that each listener here that is saved would also be filled with the Spirit and those here that are seeking and searching, that they would understand what it means to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior today. Lord, please help us and meet with us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Here it says in Hebrews, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Hebrews talks about how the Hebrew children or the children of Israel had to do the sacrifices in the Old Testament. Isn't it amazing how much detail that was commanded? For instance, in the Day of Atonement for Aaron, Moses' brother, when you make go in for the Day of Atonement, have uh, two goats. One is going to be the, for the sacrifice uh, for sins for the people. One will be the scapegoat. But before... You offer those, and offer that one specifically, uh, take a bullock. And he would place his hands upon the bullock, that bull, because that was going to be the sacrifice, the Bible says in Leviticus, for himself. It says that a couple of times, for himself. You see, first he had to offer that sacrifice. The blood had to be shed. 
he would come in before taking the blood into the holies. He would then, uh, he would offer the incense and different things before the altar. But then he'd take that blood back in and very specifically sprinkle it upon the altar there and, and, and such uh, and seven times. And it was like eastward. It was very specific. And he said he would do that lest he would die. God is so holy, so perfect, he had every single detail of the sacrifice laid out. And here, Aaron had to do this first for himself, and then he would go out and he would be able to sacrifice in the outer court the goat for the sins of the people. And then he'd take that blood seven times and sprinkle it there is on the, in the holies as well. And here we see in Hebrews it says, let us offer a sacrifice of praise. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ has done. Because when Jesus Christ came, he said he was the perfect and complete sacrifice and that there is no more sacrifices. Aren't you thankful? You do not have to go through your pastor to get to God. But now, because of Jesus Christ, you can get to God, and God allows you to be able to be, it says, the priesthood of the believer, a priest before God. You don't have to go into a physical tent, offer a physical animal sacrifice, but God wants you and is waiting for you to offer a spiritual sacrifice even today, and that is the sacrifice of praise. Before we get into how we're going to do that, and there's three specific ways how to offer. The verb in this passage is, is to offer up uh, the sacrifice. Sacrifice is simply the noun. Here I, I'm bringing this sacrifice. How should we do that? There's three specific ways. If God is going to give instruction to Aaron on the very specifics, he's going to give us instruction how we should bring the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. But before we do, let's remind ourselves of what the sacrifice was like with the Lord Jesus. Look back at Hebrews chapter 7. And uh, here in Hebrews chapter 7 is really um, much of the context of why he's saying in Hebrews 13, by him, therefore do this. Look at chapter 7, verse 25. Speaking of Jesus, the Bible says this in Hebrews 7, verse 25, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. This verse is talking about Jesus. Now listen very carefully. If you're here for the very first time, maybe you visited multiple times, maybe you're watching, or perhaps even in overflow, and you do not know that your sins are forgiven. You do not have God's gift of eternal life. You do not know that you're on your way to heaven. The way to get to God, the only way to get to God, is through Jesus Christ. He's able to save to the uttermost, that is, completely. He doesn't save you halfway, a little bit. But like the testimonies that were given today, they had to accept Jesus Christ and go through Jesus to get to God. What did Jesus do to be able to make it where we didn't have to do the Old Testament sacrifices anymore, but be able to go directly to God? Look at verse 26. For such an high priest became us, that's, Jesus became one of us. He says, who is holy? He was different. He had no sin. Harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Jesus had to come to earth to be the only one because he's the only one that was perfect. 
He's the only one that qualified for eternal life. And so Jesus came and God sent him to be able to be our sacrifice because he's the only perfect one. Otherwise, it would have to be repeated and repeated and repeated every, every year, every day. Here it is continually, on and ongoing, these sacrifices. But look at what verse 27 says. Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's? No. For this he did once when he offered up himself. It says in chapter 9 that he offered himself without spot to God. He is saying, dear God, I'm offering up myself. Jesus was the sacrifice for our sins. He died for our sins in our place. And when he did, he was the complete, the perfect, the final sacrifice. He was buried and he rose again. How is it that we can have Jesus Christ as our Savior, have eternal life in heaven? You receive his gift of eternal salvation through faith. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, that means to be in God's family, even to them that believe on his name. Another passage, a man asked, What must I do to be saved? And the answer came very clearly. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. He didn't say believe and get baptized, believe and do good works, believe and be a good person, believe and turn your life around and change. No, no, no. You come to God say, God, I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm sinful. There's no way I can't uh, be the sacrifice. No one else could be the sacrifice. Lord Jesus, you're the only one. And I recognize Jesus Christ died for my sins and he offers me the gift of eternal life. Now when you get a gift, it's a gift. It's free. It's offered to you and you have to receive it freely. Uh, I remember speaking to uh, a man one time uh, at, at Cracker Barrel. We were leaving and uh, I saw his uh, blue Cracker Barrel shirt and I said, hey, did you just come off work? He said, no, I, I just came in to see if I was working. And uh, I said, well, why didn't you call? But <laughs> I thought, well, this is a divine appointment. Because I was asking the Lord that day to help me to give the gospel to someone and even possibly lead someone to Christ. So we're walking out. I said, hey, I have a DVD. I'm in the ministry. And I have a DVD. That's when we used to have DVDs. Now we have uh, QR cards uh, for our videos online, for our salvation videos. I said, hey, I have this. And uh, this is my last one. I'd love to give it to you as a gift. Uh, would you accept it? I said, it has verses from the Bible and explanation about going to heaven. He said, yes. And he took it. I said, you know, a lot of people think you have to be really good to get to heaven. He said, oh, yeah, you have to be really good. I said, I've got him. <laughs> I said, what if the Bible says something differently? Would you want to find out? Well, he said, well, yes. So I showed him Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it's a gift that you received by faith. We went through, this was a young man who was 24, went to a mainstream church a few times, but did not know why Jesus died on the cross. He didn't know. He said he died, James, for your sins. And he paid them in full. 
And he said, it is finished. I said, now, if I go into Cracker Barrel, you know how you go to, before you can go to eat, that you have to go through the valley of the shadow of the store? <laughs> I have to put blinders on my wife and say, come this way, just follow me. <laughs> Do not look at the pretty items. And uh, so I said, what if I go in and, and I buy something in the store, I pay for it fully, and I come out here to the parking lot and I offer it to you. I said, would you go back into the store and pay more for the item I just bought for you? And he said, yes. He goes, oh, wait a minute, no. <laughs> he realized, no, no, I, I wouldn't pay more because you paid for it all the way. I said, that's right. And that's the same way you receive God's gift. It's free by faith because Jesus paid for it. It's not cheap. In fact, the only one who could pay is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Folks, the only way we're not doing sacrifices today is because Jesus Christ and his pure, spotless, precious blood was shed on our behalf. Can you say amen? amen? It is so wonderful that we can receive his gift freely, and we have that. Now, by him, therefore, offer back. What does he want? A sacrifice of praise. Look at chapter 13 and verse 15. It says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. What is this and how should we give it? To God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to God. What is it? It's definitely giving thanks to God is what this is. But how should we do this? Number one, because of Christ's sacrifice, I ought to offer the sacrifice of thanks. Can I say it that way? The sacrifice of thanks continually. Offer the sacrifice of thanks continually. Praise to God continually. Listen to these verses, Psalm 113, 2 and 3. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name shall be praised. Here it is, a daily praising God. But is this continual, this always, this constant connection from one praise to the next? to the next situation, to the next circumstance, to the next event, constant praise. God, I praise you, I thank you through all of this and in everything. Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, I have to admit, that is not natural for me, nor do I do that. But I say, dear God, help me to do this. Lord, help me to continually be thankful. Help me to be continually do this. The, the Bible says in the New Testament, giving thanks always for all things. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says this in verse 18, in everything give thanks. So here is this, this command to be able to do this and to be able to continually, we need the Lord's help, obviously, but how do we do so and how, what does it do? If we offer praise continually you know what that would change it would change so much for you it may not change your circumstances but it would change your outlook your attitude your perspective and so many things continual praise and thanks to God leads to contentment look at Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 let your conversation your lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he said I will never leave thee 
nor forsake thee. This attitude of contentment, this constant praising, thanking God, shouldn't be just obviously this time of year, but I'm so glad for this time of year, aren't you? I need this to help me focus. I need this to say, hey, I just need to say, God, thank you for providing every single thing in my life, everything I have um, that has been given to, to me from you. And Lord, I need this, but Lord, help me to be content, and this continual thanks leads to contentment. You see, you're trying to be content by adding more things. You're trying to be content by getting more stuff. You're trying to be content by changing your circumstances. I would be content if my circumstances and the events in my life were different. Brother Miller, listen, we had Thanksgiving, and let me tell you, it wasn't perfect. Neither was ours. You know what? Because family isn't perfect. I don't know if you noticed that or not. <laughs> um, could you imagine if we did this like every month with family? <laughs> like, whoa, this is really not perfect. But you know what? Here are um, imperfect people that can come together and say, we thank you, God. And we thank you for all the circumstances which aren't perfect in my life. But Lord, help me to be thankful. That leads to this contentment. Jot this down. Contentment conquers covetousness. It conquers that covetousness. Hebrews 13.5, let your conversation be without covetousness. Covetousness is the itch for more. I've got to have more. It says, be con but be content with such things as you have. Some of the time, it's the itch for more things, more stuff. Love not this world, neither the things of this world. Let me ask, do you love that motorcycle? <laughs> Had to put it away for this season. Do you love that car? Do you love that truck? Um, do you love that house? Do you want more? Do you need a bigger house to be happy? Do you need that room addition? Do you need this? You say, Brother Miller, it'd be great if just my vehicle would work. That would be wonderful. You know, you would think, though, <clears throat> you'd be content if it would work. But in reality, no, you wouldn't. Because the answer to conquer the covetousness is through contentment. It's not through changing the circumstances. And you conquer, conquer, I'm sorry, the contentment conquers covetousness through God's presence. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. If the Lord Jesus was there, then everything would be fine. The itch for more. What if I had a rash right now? And, oh, man, this is really bad. Well, uh, what are you doing about it? Well, I'm scratching it. <laughs> you say, Brother Miller, um, that, that doesn't help. No, but it feels good at the time. And so, well, so your medical answer to getting better is you're going to scratch your rash? <laughs> yes, that's right. I've got poison ivy. What are you doing? Do you have any medicine? You have, no, no, no. I'm just scratching it. It's, never gonna, it's not going to get better that way. You have to apply the ointment the medicine. The ointment, the medicine for covetousness isn't more stuff. You're going to be constantly itching and scratching and never be satisfied. The ointment is contentment through the presence of the Lord Jesus, that he's with me. You, want, you say, well, I, I don't feel his presence. I like to feel his presence. I want to. And I, want to, I use that word on purpose. I do want to feel his presence. I do want to sense his presence. Don't you? Now, he says he will never leave thee nor forsake thee, but so many times throughout your day, you don't even acknowledge his presence. You don't recognize his presence. So this 
really needs to be um, certainly helped. How can we do this? In a practical way is praise God and thank him. Psalm 22, verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. In other words, God is going to come and dwell. His presence is going to be there when you start praising him. Uh, my dad is 91, just here for Thanksgiving. Uh, there is a lot of difficult things of transition and emotions that are going on. And something that was a big help is singing some of his favorite hymns. His favorite is The Love of God. It's a great hymn, The Love of God. Um, but then we, my boys and I, uh, while my daughter played on the piano, just sang in the fe your fellowship hall, and we sang some praises. I tell you, Brother John, there's one particular time when you could just sense the Lord Jesus was there his presence he was comforting he was helping you see singing can be able to help uh, the time in my devotions is that's so helpful is the time that I actually talk, stop and just worship and praise the Lord for a few minutes I usually take an attribute a name of God a verse or two or three that I look up on that name or attribute and I tell you, that immediately brings me into his presence. And when his presence is there, it's helpful. Brother John, this morning in Sunday school, said it's not what you have, but it's who you have. And it's so true. Contentment, it conquers this covetousness. And all the complaining and all the critical spirit that comes with it. Ah, oh, this is so bad. You want to conquer that? You conquer complaining through this contentment. And it's thanksgiving to God. Would you say, dear God, help me to do that continually. How do I offer this sacrifice? Offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to God. You do it continually. Secondly, how do we do this? Number two, you offer the sacrifice of thanks verbally. Verbally. How do we offer this sacrifice of praise? You offer the sacrifice of thanks or praise verbally. Hebrews 13 and verse 15, it says this. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Isn't that specific? I love that. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to God. In other words, thanks must be expressed verbally, articulated with words, out loud. So you, God, and others can hear it. Psalm 30 and verse 12 says this, to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and, that, and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. God, I'm going to thank you. And I'm thanking you out loud. I'm not going to be silent about this. So this isn't just feeling grateful. It's not an emotion. It's actually verbally saying it. This is not a state of or a spirit of gratefulness or thankfulness. It's actually giving it out loud with your lips. <clears throat> it's telling God, God, I thank you for this. One of the times, just as our immediate family, we got together, you know, it, um, and we just said, well, let's, let's just go around and we're just going to pray and just say, God, thank, I thank you for, and you just tell God what you're thankful for. I mean, not tell other people what you're thankful that God did. Tell God in this time what you're thankful for. You know what? 
You need to do that. You need to do it verbally, out loud, where you and God and others can hear it. Psalm 105, verse 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him, sing songs, psalms unto him, talk ye of his wondrous works. That is the idea of you're taking it out loud, you're talking it out loud, you're confessing before others, this is Jesus Christ, this is my Savior, and I'm thanks, thanks must be given out loud. Uh, do you remember the, the lepers that Jesus healed? He healed 10 of them. He said, go show thyself to the priest. And they, they went, and here they were. They, whatever was diseased on their hands or their feet or their face, the leprosy was completely and totally clean, and now they're healed. And only one said thank you. What if the other nine felt thankful? What if they had a spirit of gratefulness? Jesus didn't say, oh, well, that's wonderful that they all feel that way. No, he just said, where are the, I did not I heal nine. Where are the other, did I not heal ten? Where are the other nine? So the expectation from the Lord Jesus was to come back and verbally say, thank you, Jesus, for doing this. When's the last time you said, thank you, and it wasn't just the Thanksgiving celebration. Would you say, God, would you help me to offer this sacrifice of praise continually? But Lord, help me to do it verbally. Help me to sing those songs. Even if you're not musically inclined, sing them. Praise God. Thank him out loud with your lips. How do we do this? We offer this sacrifice of praise continually. We do it verbally because of what Jesus Christ has done. But finally, we do it this way. We offer the sacrifice of thanks to God spiritually. We do it spiritually. Take your Bibles. You're in Hebrews 13. Go to the right just a little bit uh, to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. Uh, just a few pages to the right is probably going to be where it is. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. The Bible says this. Do you have it? If you have it, just say amen. You got it? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5, it says this. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices, acceptable unto God. Now, the Lord directs tonight how I think he is. We're going to mention three of those spiritual sacrifices. But there's a fourth. And we're going to hold off on the three tonight, this morning. But there are ones, and each one, we give it back to God, but he's already given it to us first. He gives us something else, so we give it back to God. He gives us something else, we offer it as a sacrifice to him. But I tell you, folks, today he does not want an animal sacrifice. Today he's not fit talking about a physical blood sacrifice. He wants from you a spiritual sacrifice. And of all the ones we could mention, the only one that God has not given us first, in fact, the only thing that God has not given us first is thanks. God, 
thank you for placing me in the ministry. Thank you for putting me in a spot where I need to depend upon you. Thank you for cancer, I heard one lady say. I thank God, she said, and she was filled with the Spirit. I thank God for my cancer. I personally want to thank God for a vehicle that doesn't work, <laughs> but a rental that we have. I want to thank God for putting me into some of the storms so I wouldn't forget what God and how God has provided for me in the past. I have everything right now that God wants me to have. I remember a time when I was complaining, this doesn't work and that didn't work and again, another vehicle didn't work. And I was complaining about it. But then supernaturally, spiritually, God helped me to give thanks and that giving thanks brought me the contentment and I was really okay with everything being bad, everything being broken, and everything being imperfect, not like I planned. But it was really and actually okay. Some in here are going through some really hard things. Relationships and difficulties and problems, folks, the only way you can give thanks verbally, continually, in everything, is to do it spiritually. You need the Holy Spirit's help. You can't do this naturally. How many times did Jesus command his disciples to do something they couldn't do? Go feed the multitude, the 5,000. Come, walk on the water. You go do this, cast out devils. He gave them commands that they could not do on their own. He does the same for us. We think, oh, well, I need Jesus for my salvation, but now I'll just try real hard to be thankful. No, you can't do it. You're covetous. You're critical. You complain, and you're not thankful. The reason, and I kept thinking, Lord, why is it that this is mentioned as a sacrifice. You, Jesus leaves heaven. He comes and sheds his blood on the cross so none of the sacrifices have to continue. The only pure, precious sacrifice for my sins. And he does all of this for me. And I'm supposed to say thank you. And that's a sacrifice? Why is it a sacrifice? And here's the reason. Because when you're full of self and you're full of pride and you're complaining and you're covetous and you're critical, you cannot give this sacrifice that's acceptable to God. You don't have the right spirit. Your heart's not in it. This is the fruit of our lips. The fruit of our lips just simply show what the root is of our heart. And what needs to happen is, dear God, the sacrifice is I need to die to self 
in order to be filled with your spirit to give thanks supernaturally for cancer, for cars that are broken, for situations that are difficult, for relationships that are strained. God, I need that type of thanksgiving. I need that type of supernatural help. Today, would you say, Lord, that's what I need and that's what I want. I can't do it continually. I can't do it verbally. I can't do it like this spiritually without you helping me. So Lord, right now, I'm going to die to the self of feeling entitled. I'm going to die to the self-covetousness of just wanting more. I'm going to die to the, the, the self of just forgetting all your blessings and all your provisions of the past and just focusing on my problems. God, I want to die to self. Would you fill me with the Spirit and fill me full of praise so then <laughs> everything can change while everything is still the same. And Jesus, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is right there willing and capable of helping you right now to lift you up. How does he do it? Through this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. In a moment, when we bow our heads, I'm going to ask those, only those who are saved, only those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, would you say, where you're seated today, where you're seated, God needs to do a work in my heart. I need to die to self so I can have this type of thanksgiving, this type of praise to God. And would you do business with the Lord this morning? Then I'll ask those who have never accepted God's sacrifice of Jesus for their sins, never believed on Jesus to save them personally, today, right where you're seated, would you raise your hand in a moment? I'll be looking. I'm going to ask Pastor John to look as well. And what we will do is we will pray for you. We will not embarrass you, but we want to pray for you and we want to help you so you can have your sins forgiven and have God's gift of eternal life and then offer this same sacrifice of praise. Would we pray right now? Let's pray. Father, I ask, would you please help us? Lord, do your work in our hearts and our lives. Lord, thank you for helping us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for, Lord, speaking to our hearts. Help us right now to die to self and, Lord, to be filled with you in order to give this sacrifice of praise and thanks. With their heads bowed, First, let me ask, if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know that, that you're saved, you're on your way to heaven through Jesus Christ alone and faith in him. If that's true for you, can you raise your hand all throughout the room? Say, I know that. That's wonderful. Just raise them high. God, good. You can place your hands down. Let me ask those folks right here. If you're here today and you say, Brother Miller, I'm saved. I, I am thankful. I am grateful for what Jesus did, but I'm not living out what these verses talked about. So I'm asking God to help me to die to self so I can have this sacrifice of praise continually and verbally and truly spiritually in my heart, my life. If that's true, right where you're seated, can you raise your hand as a Christian all throughout the room? God bless you. So many hands. God bless you. You can put them up. You can put them down. God bless you. Thank you. Even young people. And that's wonderful. That's great. Let me ask next, who here would say, Brother Miller or preacher, 
<clears throat> I don't know for sure if I'm on my way to heaven or you have never accepted this sacrifice of Jesus for your sins that he died for you. And if you're here, you've never trusted Jesus as your personal savior, would you allow me to pray for you right where you're seated? With our heads bowed, with our eyes closed, if you have never trusted Christ and you need to, could you slip your hand up and say, would you pray for me? I've never done that. Would you just high enough where I can see it or Pastor John and we would want to pray for you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. There is one there that I see. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Would you pray for me as well? Include me in this prayer. Include me in this prayer. I need to have my sins forgiven. I've not done that. Anyone else? Okay. Wonderful. Would you look this way? Everyone look right here. In just a moment, we're going to stand and pray. And I'll pray for those believers that raise their hand. Would you, after I pray and the music begins, just pray on your own during that time and ask the Lord to help you with that to truly be thankful. I'm also going to pray for the one and perhaps even others that maybe didn't raise their hand that need to trust Christ and accept this sacrifice for their sins. So I'll pray for you, but me praying for you does not automatically save you nor cleanse your sins away. You have to believe on Jesus yourself. So I'll pray for you, but then I'll give you an opportunity. Today, even during this time that the hymn is playing, you can come towards the front and just come to the side over here and meet Pastor John or come over here. That would be fine. You can meet me on that side. And, and uh, if you're a lady, a lady can show you verses in a side place where you can know for sure you're going to heaven. If you're a young man or a guy, a man can show you. And would you do that even during this time? I'll pray for you, but there's an opportunity where you can come and talk to someone to receive God's gift and have your sins forgiven. And you can come with a friend or a family member, and that would be a wonderful time to accept Jesus Christ. Would you do that? Everyone standing, let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you so much for ones that raised their hand today, ones that are truly wanting to have this sacrifice of praise. I pray you'd give victory and help in each of these areas. Lord, help us all. There's no way we can do this uh, naturally, so supernaturally, would you help us? Then, Father, I pray... Would you help this one that needs to know Jesus Christ as their Savior? Help them to trust Christ as Savior, Lord, today. Lord, I pray that they would not leave this place without the gift of eternal life. Help them even during this time. With our heads bowed, with our eyes closed, as the pianist plays, would you pray about the decision that God wants you to make right now? And if you need to trust Jesus Christ as Savior, and you'd like to talk to someone about that, would you step out and just come, even right now, and towards the side and someone will talk to you. Others are praying. I'll continue to play. You need to know Christ. Would you come even right now would you let us help you
that uh, you would make us truly thankful people today. Help us to look to you for that strength. Thank you for Jesus and all that you've done for us. And help us to grow in your grace today together. And we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Taylor and Maddie, I'm going to ask you guys to go, if you would, and stand by the front door so that uh, people around the front door, so people know where to find you and uh, they can introduce themselves to you on the way out. Brother Chris will be out there by his table. There's some books and things if you want to look for those. And uh, we're just having fun today. There we go, all right? In the meantime, the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace. By the way, tonight, come back. We're going to do the Lord's table tonight and celebrate that together. You are dismissed. God bless.